Isn't it time you lived life on your own terms? If not now, when? Visit abrilliantgamble.com for more information on Blair's new exciting online coaching program. Midlife doesn't have to be a crisis. It's a time to rethink who you are and what you really want from your work, your life, and yourself. Sacrificing your soul stops here. It's time to make some plans, make them happen, and live the life you deserve. With interviews, stories from her own adventures, and expert insights, here's your host, best-selling author, speaker, and coach, Blair Palmer. Hello and welcome to episode 113 of A Brilliant Gamble. I hope you are really well. I am recording this in my car. Now those of you who've been listening for a number of years will know that I do sometimes record these in my car, particularly when I'm doing a solo show, because the acoustic is very good and also, um, now this is how much work-life balance I have at times, but sometimes sitting in the car and waiting for my daughter to finish some activity she's doing is the most peaceful time that I get in my whole life. So I currently have two hours where she's in her chair class and there's not really enough time to get home and do anything at home before I have to come back and collect her. So I thought I'm going to sit quietly in the car and chat with you guys. So, uh, you know, we make the best of the circumstances that we have, don't we? Find the peace where you can. Anyway, I wanted to do a solo show for a change. I've done a lot of interviews recently and I've sort of avoided doing a solo show because I just love bringing you these amazing people who've done incredible things with their lives and who can share their experiences with you to help you do amazing things with your life. Um, And uh, sometimes I don't like to hear so much the sound of my own voice, but there is something that I wanted to talk to you about and I was waiting for the right opportunity and here it is. So as you know, I've created an online community, a Facebook group called Corporate Escapees. And this is a place where anyone who's thinking about or dreaming about leaving their nine to five, in adverted commas, proper job to do something else with their life, to work in a different way, do work they love for a living, but also create a lifestyle that really works for them or people who've already done it and who are looking for support in actually making a success, this is a place where they can go and hang out. And I've recently been asking people who join the group, what is the the biggest challenge that you face? Where are you in your story? And what are some of the challenges you're facing that you're looking for this group to help you with? And something that I've noticed, and of course, it won't be the first time I've noticed this. I know it from my own experiences and from coaching people over the last 20 years, but There's always some fear tied up in this kind of decision, of course. There's fear of it going wrong. There's fear when you leave behind the security and the predictability that you've had, even though that predictability might be the thing that's driving you nuts. There's still some security in it, and there's the devil you know situation. As soon as you start thinking about letting some of that security and some of that predictability go you start to feel uneasy. Now, being outside of your comfort zone is an inevitable part of this journey. So there isn't anything that I can 
do, that I can say or share with you that's going to mean that you're not out of your comfort zone at all. But I want to share with you something that I have found very, very useful initially when I left my job at the BBC 20 years ago, but also as I've taken a variety of other brilliant gambles, and it is making a worst case scenario plan. Now, why would you want to think about worst case scenario? Well, there's a few reasons for that. The, the first is you're thinking about it anyway, but not in a clear way. Those fears are bumping around, crashing around in your brain, but they are unclarified. It's just a mess of unresolved ideas and questions and fears. And those fears can often seem worse than they are when they're just swirling around your head. Secondly, fear stops us taking the leap. So when you're afraid of some unspecified, vague, worst case scenario, because you haven't really looked at it properly, it can really paralyze you. It can stop you taking the leap and doing the thing that you know could bring you this enormous sense of fulfillment and meaning and well-being and peace and freedom and all the other things you're looking for. It's also really good to have a plan. No one can guarantee that what you're about to embark on is going to succeed or succeed first time. It's a bit of trial and error. And like I've said, you're going to be outside of your comfort zone and you're going to have experiences that you haven't anticipated. So it's really, really good to have a plan for that scenario that you just cannot really predict. And finally, it allows you to focus on success. Actually, ironically, having a worst case scenario plan allows you to focus on success because you've got the worst case scenario taken care of. You know what you would do and you no longer have to think about it because that's taken care of. Fine, move on. Now you can focus on success. So I'm going to share with you the various stages of creating this worst case scenario plan. And I really suggest that you get on and do this as soon as you can. I know it's uncomfortable to look at your fears eyeball to eyeball, but they're already doing you damage. They're already undermining your confidence. They're already undermining the joy that you could be having out of this stage in the journey. They're already stopping you taking some of the bold actions that you need to take. So you might as well get them out of your head and onto paper, look them in the eye and start to work out what your worst case scenario plan is going to be. So step number one, Make a list of all the things that you're worried could go wrong. These are your worst fears. Do not sanitize. You're not going to be sharing this with anyone. You're not sticking it up on Facebook. You don't have to tell your parents or your partner or your kids about these fears. Those fears are there already. Sometimes we find that when we write them down, we immediately know that they're unfounded. So for me, the image that I had in my head when I was still in my proper job before I started my coaching business was it'll all go wrong and I'll end up living in a box underneath the bridge. Now, this is unlikely. It was certainly unlikely then in my late 20s, but it's particularly unlikely now at this point in my life that failure looks like living in a cardboard box under a bridge. There are plenty of other options, particularly when you get to be a certain age. 
But of course, we don't only worry about poverty. Maybe one of your worries is your health. You worry what would happen if you got sick, you know, without a secure job to pay you sick leave or, you know, any of those kind of things, the kind of security of having that employer take care of you a little bit. Maybe that's what worries you. You might worry about being sued. You know, what if you start your business? Maybe you won't worry about that until I just said it. But maybe you would. You you are worried about being sued. You you do your job, something goes wrong, and someone tries to take you to court. And maybe you worry about failing, and having to go back to what life was like before. Maybe it's better to never experience that freedom, and stick with what you know than risk experiencing the freedom and it not working out and having to go back to maybe the job you have today. So whatever your fears are, write them all down. That's step number one. Step number two, you're going to work through these fears one by one and you're going to ask yourself, what would I do if this happened? Let's say you can't make a living doing the thing that you dream of doing. And you've tried everything you can to turn that around. But let's say time runs time runs out. What would you do in that situation? Really, what would you do? Where would you live? How could you make some money? Or where would you get money from? Who would take care of your kids if you couldn't take care of them? What, what, what are the questions that come up when you ask yourself, what if the worst did happen? work through them, come up with ideas. If I give you an example, when I was thinking of leaving the BBC and I had this fear I was going to end up living in a box under a bridge, a friend of mine asked me, what's my worst case scenario? And she really meant it. She was another coach and she really meant what is the worst case scenario? And for me, I was single and I had no children at the time, but I did own a flat in London where I was living. And I thought, well, okay, the worst case scenario is I would either sell my flat or I would have to rent it out if I couldn't afford to pay the mortgage and I would move back in with my parents, which at the age of 29 or 30 is embarrassing maybe, but it isn't a box under a bridge. And from there, back at my parents' place, I would be able to assess my options. So maybe I would... Um, try to fix what uh, the mistakes I'd made in the business or I would start applying for jobs and you know I would rebuild from there but I would have a place to go and up until recently I mean my parents have recently moved to a retirement complex so it's not actually an option for us anymore but up until they did that that was my worst case scenario plan that I would simply move back with them even with my daughter and the dogs and the rabbits and everything that is what would end up happening of course or they would help us out, you know. So so that was my worst case scenario. Now, that might not be an option for you. It might not be possible. But what is? What would actually happen? And what you start noticing when you do this is that nothing's quite as bad as you think. It might be a little awkward. It might be embarrassing. You know, going back into the job you left behind might mean you sort of skulk back with your tail between your legs. All right, fine. But you'd, you'd live you would live. So what is the worst case scenario and what step two is, what would you do about it? Step three is when would you do it? So if the bad thing happened, how bad would things need to get before your worst case scenario plan came into force? 
for most of us, we wouldn't want to get to complete destitution before we would drag out that worst case scenario plan. So how many months worth of money would you still want to have in the bank at the point at which you said, okay, I think we have to go to plan Z? What what is the trigger for the worst case scenario plan coming in to operation? That's step three. Step four, this is really important. What do you have to put in place now to give you peace of mind? So for instance, I have insurance. So if I'm sick and cannot work, an insurance policy kicks in. That's something that I have had right from the beginning of my business. It's not very expensive because I've had it such a long time. Um, We wouldn't live in the lap of luxury, but we would have an income. I have insurance if I have something terminal. I had equity in my house when we owned uh, a house. Now I've liberated that equity and it's being invested, but I have the investments. So I'm kind of making sure that there is a uh, um, there is a cushion of finance there for me if the worst should happen and I was to go six or nine or 12 months without really being able to bring in enough income from the business. Other things you can do to put this in place right now. Maybe there are conversations that you have to have. So in my case, I had to have a conversation with my parents. Yes, my worst case scenario plan was moving in with them, but I wanted to check out, is that going to work? Is that a real worst case scenario plan so that I can put that in the plan and then I can put that to bed? Have you made a will? Do you need to do that? Is that something that's going to give you some peace of mind? Do you need to meet with your financial advisor or do you need to get one? What are the actions that you need to take? Even do you need to work out what are some cheap countries that you could go and live if you had a very, very small income and you couldn't stay in the country that you live in right now, but you'd have enough money to live somewhere else. So do the research, get the detail into the plan and do the things you need to do today to start creating that peace of mind. Five, make sure you're on top of your numbers. Cash flow will put you out of business or rather lack of cash flow. It doesn't matter how healthy your business is. If there's no money in the bank, even though money is going to come in in five months, six months time, and even if it's a huge amount of money, that could put you out of business. Now, there are ways to get around the cash flow thing. They're a little bit expensive, um, but there are ways around it. But I think that if you want to have peace of mind and you are fearful, then as as we all are at this point, when we're about to leap into something new, make sure you're on top of your numbers. Make sure you've got some cash flow. Know what you spend your money on and make some conscious choices. You don't have to cut back, but know where you could cut back. Don't waste money. Now, at the point at which you're about to leap is not the time. In fact, actually, when is the time to waste money? When you're financially responsible in life, you also are financially responsible in your business. Have three months of money set aside. This is the the buffer that most business people will say. You need to have three months of cash flow or three months of money set aside in your business. You don't touch it. And that for me would be the trigger. If there was less than three months of money in the account, that's when some of the, I would return to my worst case scenario plan and I'd say, okay, what did I, what did I say 
I was going to do if I had less than three months of money in the account. Step six, just check in with yourself. Is there anything else that you need to put in place to give you peace of mind? For us, traveling last year for seven months really showed us that we can live on next to nothing if we have to. We can live in a van. So that was very helpful for my peace of mind. Now, we don't live in a van anymore. We have a rather nice life, but I know that we could. And and for me, that's really, really helpful as part of my worst case scenario plan to know actually we can live on very, very little if we need to. Come to terms with the plan. It's not what you want, but it's not as bad as your fears. I didn't want in my early 30s or even in my late 30s or 40s to live with my parents, but it's not living in a box under a bridge. So, all right, I come to terms with it. If that's what has to happen for me to have some security, if the worst thing happens, then so be it. Come to terms with your plan. So you'd live in a smaller house or you'd live with your family or you'd have to live on that insurance money, but you wouldn't be destitute. Most of the time there is a way back. And from there, once you've done your worst case scenario plan, you can get on with focusing on success. That's done. If a new fear pops up that you feel you haven't considered, go through the same process, add it to your plan. But there's no need once you've done the plan to dwell on failure anymore. You've got a plan, so you know there is nothing to fear. I hope you've found that useful. I'd love to hear from you if you want to share your worst case scenario plan with me. You can, of course, join the Corporate Escapees Facebook page. If you haven't already, we'd love to have you. It doesn't matter if you wouldn't class your job as corporate. It's for anyone that is either thinking of, dreaming about or has already left a more conventional nine to five or steady job working for somebody else and who is either dreaming of or already doing what they love for a living and constructing a lifestyle that really works for them. So please come and join us. I'll post something up there about worst case scenario plans uh, this week so that I can get a conversation going if you like. And you can also stay in touch with us in a variety of other ways. And here is the lovely Ivy Palmer to explain how. people find us and take a brilliant gamble of their 